The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Who wants steak and lobster when I'm the best dish you could serve? If you want to know my story, make sure you scroll to the bottom of the website. (laughs) Can I tell you the name of, well, maybe it'll be the name of today's episode. I really don't know, but I wanted to name the last AG the Holy Scrolls because I I was (laughs) so into it. We've all been there. We have all been. I know that I feel like that is a common error, albeit one that is literally hilarious. I think if I made that error, though, I would probably like acknowledge and apologize for it. No, why would you do not that? If, not if you were. Yeah, I mean. It was not her fault. It was the computer's fault for not auto scrolling <laughs> on her sure, behalf. Yeah, no, is, for sure. And guys, we're going to get into it. It's Andy's Girls. It's episode, I don't know. Go to, I don't, numbers are, I think it's 382. I wrote down 382, but that I. Sounds can, right. I cannot, thank you. I cannot be trusted. It might be 383. And I'm so excited to have a return guest who has recorded Zoom style during our COVID era, who has been to the apartment to record, I think several times, but who's having his first trip, official trip to the cloth is welcome back to Andy's Girls and welcome to the cloth, acclaimed (laughs) housewives, writer and culture commentator, Louis Peitzman. Louis, how are we? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I, as you know, I forgot (laughs) we were recording in person. So I did a mad dash uh, across town to get here, but um, happy to be here. The cloth is beautiful. Thank you. I haven't been here since pre-COVID. <gasps> my um, God. And I'm loving it. I, I also, this is my first time having a spin drift while I oh record. Oh my God. Yeah, that's oh, really while exciting. you record. Okay. Yeah, I've had yeah. one before, but I not while recording. Spritz. And now I'm going to have to like burp away from the mic when I'm like. How fun for all of us. Seltzer. Yeah. No, I'll be very discreet. Don't okay, worry about cool. It. I'm into it. <laughs> I'm into it. I also have to say, I do remember us recording an episode together back when the cloth, pre-cloth life, when I had my amazing roommate and we recorded in my boudoir, in my bedroom on many an occasion. I remember one time I had just been broken up with while you were en route. Do you remember this? You were en route and I just got in the text and you were like, do you want to record? And I was like, fuck yeah, I do. I, I... I don't remember that, but I believe oh, that it I happened. It I think you were just so professional that I didn't even. Yeah, it was very professional for wrong. me to be like, guess what just happened? What was it? I feel like what was the longest episode we did? Was it a. So <laughs> then we had another episode. It was Bethany that Carol. That was then, at that point, the longest Andy's Girls ever recorded, which was at the peak of Bethany v. Carol. You were Team Bethany. I was Team Carol. But there was, I think. A, no, I was going to like be kind to both of us and say there was maybe a little bit of gray there, but I actually don't know that there was, I, and we went at it. I think that in retrospect, I'm definitely team neither. Like, I think mm. they're both pretty heinous in their own way. And I do think that fight was like so much more, not to relitigate it, but yeah. like I just feel like there was so much going on that we didn't really get until like 
pieces of it later that I was yeah. I feel like I I don't even know what I think now. Well, I feel like there's so much about it that's never really been clarified because Carol has since discussed like the production of it all, the role that Bethany Carol, had, the yeah. power that she had. And Bethany has never responded to that. And I sort of understand because it's so breaking the fourth wall, even though obviously she hasn't been on it for a while. Maybe she'll discuss it if they... If she ever does like a Bethany V. Carol I don't know episode, if she would ever do pod. that because I don't think she's like self aware enough to do that. Like, I don't think she wants to. Oh, Lewis. I don't. She has become such a monster. <gasps> oh like, my God, Lewis, I know I'm she's glowing. Like, always been a monster. <laughs> but as someone who like begrudgingly loved Bethany, yeah. it's now like so like embarrassing to claim her because yeah, I she's you. so awful. And like her obsession with Megan, Markle, not the doll. Like, among other things, like, she's just the worst. Like, she's the worst. I mean, this is this is kind of the journey and what I appreciate about AG is that I've had the pleasure of having people return and, and come back to the pod over the course of many years. And it's always interesting to hear how our perspectives, let alone faves, have possibly changed or evolved. Because when you use the term, like, claiming a housewife like that speaks to my soul as someone who OGs of the AGs OGs of the AG will know I like lost my shit at the start of AG because I was such a strong Bethany stan and now I really feel like I'm like a former stan in recovery where I'm like still trying to work through because it's hard I, I do sometimes want to defend that, well, her really I know hard. but I think she I really think she like was great on the show you know yeah of and course she, she came back and she like didn't really want to which is like she was like very out of it and like didn't want to play with her mona which is totally fair but then when she, like, she came back when she first came back yeah, yeah well, i guess the only time she came back but then yeah. she like kind of got with it and i was like okay like i feel like you're now willing to fight with luann right and like have you know that was fun and then she left really abruptly and then became the worst person on tiktok but i think that <laughs> Which is like, which is like a really high bar. Wow, my goodness. Um, but I, I will defend her on the show, and I think she also had like, you know, people ask about like the most iconic housewives, and I think of the ones that had like the most dramatic arcs mm. is like, and mostly that arc is like how fame changed them, made them more of a monster. Mm. I think that, you know, if you look at like Bethany and Vicky and Nini, they're all people who are very, very changed. By their shows. Vicky kind of was always that person. She was. Family van. <laughs> but I think that it's just like, yeah, it's a journey. It's a journey. Um, those are like, you know, those are the most iconic housewives. That does also raise the point that I think is a, a, a very interesting one when it comes to like the top of any housewives tier. How are you looking at that? Are you looking at the way this person has behaved on the show? their journey off the show when celebrity fame and, you know, media catfights become involved or could a person even make that choice because they're so kind of all consuming combined into one. Yeah. I think it's all kind of right. I don't think there's know, a way to separate, I don't think it. You can separate it. I do think that the ones that are like less interesting to me are the ones where I don't know, like Teresa has no arc to me. She's just always been Teresa. She's definitely become like more mm. Teresa, but like, I don't really respond to her her thing she was kind of at that level when the show started who so who do you think are the top five um goats well i mean if i were saying like most iconic i would include Teresa. so Teresa, i'm just like personal preference my personal icon 
Um, but if you're checking like top five ever, top five ever, not your not your personal yeah, top, top five, five, which I want to ask you about as well. Top I five think, ever. Yeah, I think Mount Rushmore is Bethany. Keeps. Bethany. Yeah. Nini. Uh, Vicky. Yeah. Um, Teresa. Okay. And LVP. LVP. I mean, like, I don't she really like that. An- out, though, I don't in like a way that, that answer. I know, I and know. I think it's like it's, but at the same time, it's like. Could you call Kyle an icon? Like, I couldn't. No. She's Kyle's not. never going to be she's in the not. top five. Kyle's never going to be one of the greatest housewives of all time. And she's in my personal top five. But I think, I think if, like, Kyle I honestly, I think in terms that. of defining, because it's, to me, that answer is, like, who defined those shows? Mm. And, like, those are the housewives that kind of defined their respective shows, which you couldn't really say about Kyle. And who's your personal top five? It can be, obviously, anyone who you have a... A, a love for more than anyone else i don't know well I'll, i will say that one of them has been heather gay but we're in a we're in a tough situation right oh now my god lewis you know i you know i i'm still gonna safe I'm, space no i'm still gonna like you can claim whoever I'm not, you I'm want i'm not giving her a pass for this season but i do think that i understand a little bit more of what happened kind of but not really okay um Bethany's like still a fave for what she did on the show. Okay, so we have two: Heather um, and Bethany. Candy, Candace. I, well, Candace and. Oh my Candy. god! My bad. In my head, I was Both. already thinking um, that you're a Basset Hound. Okay. Oh so, my god! What did I drop? I don't know. Something did just fall down. Maybe was it Candace's latest single? <laughs> I think it rolled over there. Oh, it might have been a Manolo. Rest in peace. We don't know. Was Something dropped. Okay, great. But it doesn't matter. As long as we're my still ego, it's over there on the floor. Um, <laughs> so tell me. So you said Candace, so yeah, and so I received can- that. You said Candy, I said and I candy. received that as no, Candace. No, it actually is Candy and Candace. Okay, so we have Candy, Candace, Bethany, Heather, and you have a fifth slot if you would like to use it. I, I don't know. That's like a really tough one. I would have to think about that. I don't. I don't know who it is. My my five is to come. My mine was I Heather, mean, like, and I've excised her. I'm so. not ready to get rid of Heather. I actually I appreciate like, that. I I like duly stand Heather and Lisa Barlow. Oh, it's tough, but in different ways. Hundred percent. Tell me the difference. Well, I think like this season aside, I think Heather is someone that I could like hang out with. Yeah. I think Lisa is just like the funniest housewife yeah. next to Candace. Um, but. I don't know that we are like, you know, we have a lot in common. I don't have a lot in common. I feel like Heather, you could go to drinks with and maybe take a picture for Instagram stories. And Lisa Barlow would be on a live the entire time. You right. know what I'm yeah, saying? No, it's a different like, vibe. It's yeah, different it's a different vibe. vibe. Um, I don't know. Did I mention what shows that I not mentioned? I feel like Jersey, I don't really have like a. Dave. Well, yeah, I don't know. Not it's really. Um, Beverly Hills. Like, I mean. No. Yeah. It's, I mean, Beverly Hills, I think, is my least liked cast. Really? I think so. How did you feel about Rinna's um, forced departure? I've actually, I'm actually not convinced that she was fired based on really some things that I've heard. I think she did leave, but would have been fired. Well, she said in that interview magazine um, article that. Ryan Houlihan and I did as a immersive theater experience. We uh-huh. <laughs> we literally talked the entire interview. And it was a long interview on yeah, Patreon. But um, she's she very, said she she's very quit bitter. after. Well, definitely. I think she's been that way for a while. But she said she quit after the reunion. Um, I do think she quit. I think she, but I think she would have been fired. I think she knew that. 
similar like in a similar way like Ramona was fired or would have been fired but I don't I actually know who like I think Ramona might have realized that she was fired you know yeah, I, I don't think know exactly how that converse- happened, but, I think but there like, been a conversation with Ramona, Ramona was going to be fired, right? Rena was going to be fired had they, you know, had those conversations. I mean, like, I really like Garcelle. I I really like Sutton. I just like have I, I struggle with them sometimes, like when the show's airing, where I'm like, you're saying and doing things that upset me. You feel that way about Garcelle and Sutton? Yeah, sometimes coming to mind over like Rena and Erica. Oh, no. I mean, I'm always on Garcelle's oh, side. Okay. I just yeah, mean yeah. that, like, you know, like, last season, like, I I really just wanted, like, uh, you know, an alliance of the good ones. And then Garcelle decided to kind of, like, bring up the racism stuff from the season before. You mean the Crystal? Yeah, in defense of Sutton. It was such a, like, a weird, and it made Crystal spiral into this, like, really bad situation where she kept digging a hole deeper. And I was like, well, I don't know why Garcelle had to instigate that. So that was just, like, frustrating to me as someone who likes Garcelle. And the thing that was so interesting about the divide is the number of press pieces, including like there was a glowing LA Times feature that talked about essentially the holy trinity of Crystal, Garcelle, and Sutton. And so one would think noting the positive attention and the audience kind of vibe and support for many people that that um, holy trinity would come to fruition on the season. And it didn't entirely... But maybe I think it they're will. fine now. I don't yeah. know. It was also just kind of like this weird thing of her playing it like she's just trying to be there for Sutton. But obviously it made things worse for Sutton. Yeah. And it made Sutton look worse. And then her, you know, her reaction, it made Crystal look worse. It just like wasn't good for anyone. Um, But I still like her. I, yeah, I just don't know if the Beverly Hills cast has anyone that I'm like, you know, gagging for. Well, speaking. Dubai, of- though. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Can you imagine? <laughs> Nina Ali Can just you know, announced she's RIP. leaving. I, I, I truly like felt bad, but I was like, I actually don't remember at all like what she did or who she is. I she's beautiful, she's, but I <laughs> beautiful gowns. Beautiful I gowns. just like I don't I think her dad had COVID, which was sad. Of course. And then she had a business. Very sad. Did she have a business? Wasn't she saying she had a business? Wasn't that like the reunion? I, I mean like I remember. Truly like in one ear and out the other. Like what a waste of a season. I mean, that franchise, I don't know what to tell them. And listen, a single breakout star does not make a successful season. So who knows what will happen season two. Obviously, they're going to do a, a pretty, I would think, thorough I just, recast. Like, I don't know. I don't know why they're even doing it. Like, Well, I think they have so much money invested in it. Or know, but like, potential. I don't know. I don't know what anyone's doing at NBC Universal, to be honest. And Peacock lost like a billion dollars. Like, it's crazy. Like, Did it? Yeah. Wow. Like, it's not going well. And I'm just like, you're investing in Dubai? Yeah, I mean. Cut your losses. Just put. Put Chanel on on, like, girls trip. I don't care. Like. Yeah. Like, it's fine. Or maybe is there a potential to do a non-Housewives, Housewives-esque franchise? Does it have to be? Is it well, losing I think some of like, the magic because we're using the term real Housewives? But I think Would that, it be like, better if it the, wasn't? I think, they, I think that they originally wanted it to not be. Housewives. Oh, okay, got it. That's right. That's right. I, I could be wrong about that. But I also feel like everything they've tried to do that's not Housewives has flopped so miserably. Mm. Like Girlfriends of Paris, where it's like... I didn't see a single episode. Apologies. Well, I didn't either. And and I think, like, I, I if I were them, I'd be afraid of trying new things also. Like, I don't know what they should do. I think that now they're just trying to kind of, like, 
you know, they're going to make like a million new below decks because like that's their most mm. successful Super franchise. Lucrative. Um, and it's cheap. I would assume somewhat cheap to make because mm. you're on a boat. They're on a boat. They don't get paid that much to be on it. Mm-hmm. And the guests pay to be on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, they obviously like renting a yacht for whatever is like extremely expensive. Like they spend a lot of money on it, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a show that does really well. Whereas like most housewives do not do well uh, at this point. Yeah, I would say that Captain Lee is probably one of the best investments that they could make. Just like give him whatever money he's I mean, asking for. He I, is, and he, but he like did this season and wasn't able to do it. I mean, he's not like a well man. But me, I so I haven't seen Blow Deck in a number of years. But I, I think doesn't he get better? He comes back he on the boat. Yeah, so he's coming back. He hasn't come back yet. He's coming back some point soon. But when he was at BravoCon, he wasn't walking around. He was, like, being driven around. So Good. I don't think Let him rest. No, I know. But I, I, he's, you know, in his 70s. Like, I don't think he's, like, going to be doing this forever. I mean, you know, I always think of the term America's sweetheart with certain housewives. But he's not even America's sweetheart. He is literally our Santa Claus. <laughs> is he not we all just no, we, love him we do, we do it, love he, him. there's a purity they about did a pretty good Lee. job of casting other i mean i think that like um captain carey i believe is I on adventure and i'm like he's fine like i don't think against him but like captain glenn on sailing yacht i love everybody loves him captain jason on a sh- on down under is like the hot captain and we love him too who was the adv- the adventure one isn't hot Carrie, he. I, mean, I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. See, I'm I'm so behind. He's not doing anything. I mean, Jason's the one that everyone's like. Gaga. I love Jason. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen. We're talking about faves. We're talking about evolution, and sort of in line with the Bethany and Carol episode of it all. I have been genuinely so curious for your thoughts about Salt Lake because you were recently, relatively recently on AG with our pal, Kevin Fallon. <laughs> so you, you wanted me to come back so that I could be wrong, admit my, I was wrong about Heather. No, I wanted you to come back so that I could understand a little bit more if your opinion hadn't yeah. changed. The reasoning behind it, which I am genuinely curious to hear. And I also have to say like, I don't think I'm typically in the majority when it comes to how people feel about certain housewives and behaviors. So I'm almost befuddled by the fact that when I post polls, people feel similarly to how I have about the mechanics of storytelling on Salt Lake this season and sort of the mechanics of some of Heather Gay's decision making. So I genuinely was like, oh my God, the timing of this wasn't scheduled because no, I, of Heather. <laughs> but because the last time we recorded, we were talking about how the eye, which was going to be on the next week's episode, was going to be a nothing burger. And we wouldn't even, it was just going to be this thing that happens in the trailer that got all of our attention. And then it was kind of going to be a nothing and go away, if I'm remembering correctly, which I might not be. But I'm just so curious. I definitely thought she, I, I mean, I, I assume that she done it herself in that, like, it was being played up like someone did it and then we were going to learn in the next episode that like, you know, that it was an accident. And, and then like, move it was, on. Move on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I was, I actually think we got more in the reunion than I expected, which is mm. saying something. Cause okay. I thought we were going to get, I thought she was in a stone wall and yeah. just like get, give us nothing. Yeah. Um, I definitely by the end of the season was like very, very frustrated by Everything. I mean, like, by everyone on that show, by Mm -hmm. production, by everything that has gone wrong with the season. Um, I do put a lot of blame for the black guy on production because 
if you're doing an investigation, you're worried something actually happened. Why are you doing that? Like to be continued with someone opening the door and implying that she was assaulted. Like the whole thing is like a really like gross from their, from, from their point of view. Mm -hmm. You have that conversation with like Heather and Angie H where I was annoyed because Heather was like letting Angie be like, were you assaulted? You can talk to me. You're hiding for someone. But like at the same time, they choose what to include. They choose like, you know, it just felt like that was frustrating to me. At the reunion, when she explained it, here's what I understand. Here's what I don't understand. I understand and have sympathy for the fact that she blacked out and was truly really embarrassed and shaken by what happened. I think that's all reasonable. And I think her weird behavior in those episodes makes sense when you consider that it was all filmed in like one day Mm -hmm. and they stretched that out to three episodes. So like she was, she was still reeling from this experience. So like that makes sense to me. And I'm not going to be mad at her for that behavior that she was like, that she was confused about what happened, didn't remember it, and also had this weird idea that if she, she had to imply that she knew what happened so that if someone did it to her, they couldn't then take control of the narrative. I think she explained it poorly, but I understood what she meant, which is like she wanted to give them, or how I took it, she wanted to give them just enough so that they would fill in the rest of the blank instead of like, if she had said, I don't remember what happened at all, mm-hmm. and let's say Jen had punched her and she remembered, then Jen could go with that story or make up another story. But if she was like, I think we all know what happened, and then Jen was like, oh shit, she remembers, then maybe Jen would take her aside and fill in the rest. Or maybe mm-hmm. Jen would say like, you know what I mean? Like, I think I think there was like, it was a confused, her mind was really confused, obviously. But I think, I understand the rationale to some extent of why she was so weird about what she remembered and what she didn't. So a combination of shame and then trying to protect herself from someone else taking control of the story. Okay, I'm listening. Does that make sense? It, it does. Okay. I disagree, but I, it, I absolutely. I th- well, I, I disagree with some aspects of it, but I also completely but, understand what you're saying. But I, but then what doesn't make sense to me is the there professionals at all. Like, I don't understand. This like, is where what, I start. Right. Yeah, then I'm like, is... I don't really get that. But I don't get the sense that she was lying at the reunion. Like, I think that she, I, I also, there's a lot of timeline stuff I don't understand. Like, Everyone's sort of mad at her about this investigation because, like, production could have been implicated, which, like, totally reasonable. But then, like, I don't think she actually does know what happened. Maybe if she does know that Jen hit her, like, she should just say that. But if she really, truly blacked out, which is something that does happen. Right. To me- and including many housewives. Then, like... The Bush. Then I don't know why... I'm not, like, mad at her for wanting an investigation, but she's not even clear if she wanted one or not. Like, it's very... It's a whole mess. I do think that she, I think someone who blacked out at that level has some drinking problem. Like, I think if you're looking at like what it means to have a problem with alcohol, like once you black out, that is considered to be problem drinking. So like whether you want to call yourself an alcoholic or or not, like blacking out is a sign of a drinking problem, like fundamentally. Well, couldn't it also just be situational? Like there's so much pressure on these cats. Oh, so when yeah, you go on any kind of fakakta trip, you're going to be for mo- the vast majority engaging in binge drinking. So a lot of that, I kind of put on the pressure of feeling like you need to entertain. I don't think, yes, way. I don't think she's like, I don't know her life, but I don't think she's like blacking out at home, you know, like, right. But, but I think, but I, but really I think that it's, it's an embarrassing thing to admit. Sure. Um, you know, we're seeing it on Family Karma, which I don't think you watch Family Karma. I do. I'm several weeks behind. Okay. But you know that, that Vishal blacked out at his wedding. Right. And, and woke up in not his bride's And bed. then the last episode, they went to see a couple's therapist. And okay. The couple's therapist was like, you have a drinking problem if you're, like, blacking out. Got it. Um, 
he drinks a lot more, I think, on that show, or or did before he stopped, um, than Heather does uh, on Salt Lake. But yeah, I know. I think it's situational, but I think like I think there's like real, real Mormon shame there, and I don't think that she was lying about that. Um, I do think it's possible that she has an inkling that Jen did it by accident. I don't think Jen punched her out of anger, but like totally possible that something happened and she's still covering for Jen because. She and Meredith both, like, seem really weirdly incapable of, like, turning on Jen even now, where I'm like, what do you have to lose? Like, this is the time when you should really be, like, cutting your losses with Jen and not defending her. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think for me, the biggest, like, question mark is, like, what was going on with the confessionals? And if, but at the same time, like, if production knew and they were investigating and they knew she didn't, she came to them and said, I don't know what happened, then why were they asking her those questions? Like, it, I think it's all a little bit confusing for me from her end and from production's end. I think some of the confusion from production is because maybe potentially they were trying to get answers since there were so many conflicting responses or even mm, So they were strategies. clarifying what she actually remembered because she was implying that she right. remembered something. But I would have, I don't know how this would have been possible because a lot of the cast wasn't aware of what Heather was saying in individual scenes with Jen and Meredith or with Angie H or obviously in her confessionals. But some sort of acknowledgement of the investigation, I think, yeah. would have been helpful. But the point that you made a moment ago, I think, is incredibly important to emphasize the knowledge that an investigation was done. They determined that they actually didn't know what happened. But for the narrative purposes of storytelling, they decided to like focus on that door. It felt very like... What's coming up on Dateline? Right. That college sorority. I, think they, I mean, I think that they, you know, they're so resistant to breaking the fourth wall, which I like, I think is a problem in situations like this because I wish that they had like, I would have liked more of like what's going on with production. Like I would have liked. How the, the, the producers the, feel. Right, Someone the genu- call Eric. The genuine confusion right. of what was happening. We needed Candace in that and, moment, like, honestly. And, and I think like maybe Heather didn't want that on camera of her talking mm-hmm. to production about like, I woke up with a black guy. I'm freaked out. Like, you know, I think that did happen and maybe she didn't want that film, but I just feel like there's something weird about how it all played out. It's also like, That's they do point. have cameras all over. So I don't think that like someone else came in that house. Like, I don't think that like, cause she's worried that someone else assaulted her. You know, she was like, I'd be relieved if it were Jen because like, it's someone that I know, but I have to believe in a house like that with, all those camera people and security. Yeah. I don't think a random person would have made it into that house. I don't think. Yeah. The, the, just that even the conversation around this, because it, it may well have been an accident. And yet I'm watching the reunion, which I've seen so many fucking times. I don't even <laughs> Cause you know loved it so much. You're like, I gotta I keep watching so much. I was like, this is one of the best I've seen, but the gen responses the next day are so odd no like, i think it's- jen was quiet and evasive in a way specific to the eye stuff that doesn't make me feel like this is just these two people in cahoots about how they are going to play this scenario in implicating other cast members which heather did 
multiple times. Like yeah. there's that time in the bathroom where she's saying, or Jen's saying like, can you do me a favor and like, tur- you know, turn this around into a conversation about the eye so pressure can be off me. And Heather's like, just wait, you know, as soon as I start to, this is obviously <laughs> direct quotes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is like an enormous paraphrase. But like Heather's essentially like, yeah, I'll tell, I'll ask them about the eye because that'll shut them up. And then she turns as she's leaving the bathroom and is like, but because they, they, no, it's not that they don't know. It's it's that they know and I'm holding them responsible. It's it it gets into this very strange strategic kind of manipulative yeah. behavior that's incredibly unfortunate that feels like a choice that Heather made. Yeah, I don't I don't like I can't defend when she met with Whitney and was like, you know, if you were a better friend, I would yeah, tell I mean, you that was if ridiculous I was assaulted. I, that's right. when that's when I was like this is really pushing it for me because I can't that feels so calculated versus like the initial sort of like, I don't know what's going on. Um, I wish she, I wish she'd gone farther in that, like in the reunion of just being like, you know, I was freaked out. I made a lot of bad choices. Now I talked about it and let other people talk about it in certain ways. And like, I never knew what would be like, you know, whatever. Like, I think that it was, it's a bad season for her. It, it's a, it's a bad, the whole thing is like not a good look. Um, I still like her and have compassion for, a really bad drunken night. Um, and I do put a lot of blame on production because I think that there were so many better ways to handle this. And in terms of an, the investigation in terms of the edit, the edit I don't, I mean, I, I believe if they knew there was any sort of violence, they would have done it. I think they did a real investigation. Yeah. I think chances are either it happened accidentally with, with Jen or she fell. And like, you can't really prove that, you know, they don't have cameras everywhere. And like, I and it could have been an accident with Jen. It could have been something oh, that just right. Like, I assume it's like yeah. I mean, I think everyone was like, oh, you know, it's hard to get a kind of injury unless you're punched. But like, not really. If you like fall the right way, or you know, totally. someone hits you the right way by accident, like you could totally get a bruise. Um, I know that everyone thinks it was like Botox, which like no, that was disproven. No, but like it's yeah. possible that she had had recent mm-hmm. work done. Mm-hmm. Possible that she was on medication that's like a blood thinner. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many reasons why you can like. Things happen. Things happen where, you know, something that was kind of minor can look a lot worse than it is. So yeah. there's a lot There's a lot there yeah. where I'm like, I don't think, I think if it was as violent as some, like being punched, that there would be some evidence of that elsewhere. She would remember some of that. Um, yeah. I mean, the whole thing is like very, it's just bad. It's really, it's a, it's really unfortunate because I think it's a bad season overall. And this is like weighed so heavily on it. And it's almost like, you forget all the other things about the season that were disappointing yeah. and now it all falls on Heather, which does kind of bother me. Cause I think that like, I'm not, I, I have not forgiven Whitney. I think Whitney had a bad season too. And I think at the reunion, her explanation of that rumor about jazz tickets is nonsensical to me. Do you feel like you got a clear, you got clarity on that? Oh, I did. Really? Sorry. I'm sorry. I like, I feel no, bad that I, I mean, did. I feel like Angie H the, Oh God, what was the, what was the inciting? What was the first initial moment that kicked it off? Like, how did they come no, I, to this? I, under, I understood sort of like where the comment came from. Right. I don't understand how it became Angie H told us at the game that Lisa was giving sexual favors for jazz tickets. I think there was some sort of remark that Angie H Like a made. joke. I don't know that it was a joke. I think that there's like a level of these women participating in incredibly snide gossip about each other that exists. I don't think that that's necessarily abnormal. What's different here is that it's being discussed 
so fervently, which is kind of new for people to hear, especially when it comes to that group. Like Angie H, for example, is neither here nor there to me, but like Heather and Whitney, for example, having those kinds of conversations is possibly new information to the audience, regardless of Heather saying, I didn't hear it. And if I did hear it, I chose not to listen. But I think the conversation happened at the, what the fuck, Utah Jazz Game. I just yeah. forgot the name of the team. So apologies <laughs> to jazz music um, in general. But <laughs> that there was a conversation at the Utah, at the jazz game about room, about rumors that Angie had heard. Tell me if I'm completely off here. No, I just, I, I, I mean, I and then it morphed into something some else. Some of that. But it just bothered me because I feel like, again, I feel like Heather got a lot of blame for that situation, but I don't really feel like, I think Whitney did bring it onto the show in a lot of ways. And I think she's been completely forgiven by Lisa because for whatever reason. And Meredith is the one who was like, you know, had that scene with Whitney where she was like, I've heard she like gives favors for Vita tequila in that like, you know, or the beginning of the season, like it was the premiere where Meredith was like clearly trying to get revenge very and it was like so blatant with a lot of energy very energetically and it was just like so like that to me was so annoying because i was like meredith like no one believes this like this is so like petty revenge and not even like in a fun housewives way it's just like making up shit and then i felt like whitney kind of like turned it into even more of a thing and then was and then like the whole falling out with heather was just like i i I still feel like i'm not getting how she got from what she was saying that Angie actually said to what happened at that drunken, you know, when they were in the kitchen or whatever it was when they were all I think that there's a little bit of an element here of Teddy and Dorit with LVP where what um, Teddy elected to do halfway through this plan to like bring up rumors of this fucking dog on camera was to say I'm actually tapping out because I think I'm going to be the one who's mm. blamed for this. So and I'm think, not going to participate. You think Heather was tapping out. I think that Whitney was tapping out and saying I'm no, I'm not going to participate in this in the way that I either had before or in the way that I thought I would continue to. And so her raising this stuff at Zion or wherever they were. Apologies, I genuinely one of, one of the vacations they were allowed to take because Jen was <laughs> right, going to prison. The, right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, that that was Whitney acknowledging like this was the thing that we were going to talk about. The repackaging of it as like blowjobs for jazz tickets yeah. was Heather being illustrative and colorful and it stayed that I, way. I, yes, I understand that wasn't literally so people, what was... No, but people took it literally. People I, took, I took it, it literally as, as like blowjobs for jazz tickets. Well, because Meredith used the terminology of like favors for Vita tequila. Right. So I think that there was like a like a quid pro quo, like sexual favors for something that was brought in there by Meredith. Right. So and then it sounds like the Angie thing was more like she's sleeping with this guy who gets jazz tickets. Well, I think the Angie thing actually was probably more about what Meredith had said prior and was just like you know, she's probably getting jazz tickets because look at all the other stuff that she's allegedly doing. I think the jazz tickets was just like as an aside and then it became a literal. Well, I'll tell you this. I don't trust Angie H as far as I can throw her. Angie H is such a fucking clown to me. She's and the so fact funny. That she's I, the fact that she went on goddamn... Below Deck Adventure and, Did, oh, right. she, as Heather's guess, and then was, was known by as Angela. And it was like, <laughs> you can't fool us. We know you're Angie H. <laughs> That's like the Angela, biggest example please. of her lying. She's, we know you're Angie H. You're not Angela. She's the worst. Um, but what does it say that that is Heather's good friend? What does it say? They, oh, come on. No, and I'm, I'm going they to They all have that the worst friends in They Salt do Lake City. all have the worst friends because 
Heather and Whitney were pushing so fucking hard for Angie H to join the reunion or to join the show, I think, on last season's reunion, that when we see more time with Angie H, I'm like, this is the one. I liked Angie H when she first showed up. Maybe for a second. She had a a trans kid and that or she was raising money and like. Great. She was. And I. That's great. I thought she was. I liked her. And like, I don't think she's like ready for TV, although. I think she's a super villain. She's I, Camille minus some of the humor. Yeah. I think she's like weirdly like. Her husband The is least awkward of the friends of. Yeah. What a, what a but high like, bar. Yeah, no, no, no. They're all. It's like. It's, Dana's not awkward. Angie K is extremely Dana, awkward on camera. Well, I really want to like Dana because as I've said, my cousin's name is Dana and it's not a common name. And again, like. <laughs> it's just like important to me to support her. Okay. Um. I also, yeah, I mean, like, I also love the gray in her hair. Great. Um, These are all very important characteristics. I love that she's Asian someone. American. Like, great, I, there's, great. A, there's a lot I like about her. Um, terrible friend of. Also, like, I mean, the things like the when they showed the clip of her fighting with Jen that I had been waiting for all season, and I was like, oh, you're gonna put on a black scent for this? Like, like she was talking in like in a a, a, a stereotypical voice. She was doing that thing that like Erica does. Don't you think that she was accusing Jen of doing that and how Jen was making fun of her husband? That there was some sort of there was cultural there was there was something going on that made happening. me feel uncomfortable with what Dana was doing, and then okay. also at the reunion she couldn't explain herself at all. Well, I don't think that she was necessarily positioned in the best way because none of the behavior that she said that Jen exhibited and I which I believe all uh, I believe 100% it happened as she said it none of that was shown so the only thing that was shown in the preview was her response and then it wasn't even shown in the finale it wasn't shown at all it was just shown on the reunion as almost a one-off yeah I mean I would helpful they could have shown Jen's behavior they decided not to which is to me a protection of Jen if they were going to bring any of the women back I would Yikes. want it to be Dana I think but I need her to like get with a little bit like I don't know housewives training but not really because you want it to be natural I don't know something I feel like she's not quite there yet but like I'm more interested in her as a person than I am in like NGH or NGK the problem for me is I don't feel like the cast currently has a lot of people I feel like we have no, caricatures gonna, or archetypes or... Well, I've ne- but I've never been that fond of the Salt Lake City cast because they don't feel like real people to me except for Heather and sometimes Whitney. Like, they kind of always are a little bit like... They're super performative. They're like, you know, I think Lisa Barlow is great in every scene. And I think she does act like that off camera too. Yeah. But it's a it's an affectation, you know? Meredith's whole like Xanax voice and like whatever is that's an affectation like Jen Shaw's entire persona and again like I don't think it's for the cameras they do act like this clearly mm-hmm. but it's just not doesn't ever feel grounded in like actual <laughs> human behavior or interpersonal relationships where mm-hmm. I feel like you know it's 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 not as engaging to me as a viewer um I will say that I am super frustrated by the release schedule and by Girls Trip 3 coming out God knows when. We haven't got a trailer. My theory about this, you know, is that they're delaying it because they're editing out the Black Eye stuff. Because, you know, the Black Eye was, like, central to that as well. And I feel like they don't want that to be central to Girls Trip. Um, Disagree? I... Don't really have an opinion on this. 
except to say that if my name was Sally and the footage was Harry, I love Miami. Reading of that, let's say I have a friend named Sally uh-huh. who has heard stuff about the footage for Girls Trip Three, which we will name Harry. Uh-huh. I do think that there, I think that it will be in the episodes. Yeah, but do you think that it's delayed because they're re-editing? Given how poorly received this season of so Salt City was. I thought it was delayed because they wanted to sort of show that Heather said she didn't remember what happened because that will be a part of Girls yeah, Trip, I mean, certainly. I, that makes sense. I think that like... I, and but that I, doesn't explain why you wouldn't have a trailer. No, the trailer thing is weird, but because the trailer aired at BravoCon and we haven't seen it Oh, right. I forgot. I thought. Yeah, then. I've seen yeah. it. If you look at the live guys on my Instagram from the Girls Trip panel, it includes the trailer. But... We I always forget that I've seen it. Because yeah. <laughs> they, they never put it online. It's bizarre. Know, that's what I makes it that's what, no, that's what makes it really weird. And we don't have a release date or anything. And I, I heard that they wanted to put it after Salt Lake City, Miami, and Potomac wrapped because they're all they're all ending soon. Miami's ending soon? They just filmed the reunion. Or they're going they're about oh God, to or they I don't I never wanted to Miami's end. only Miami's only one or two more episodes, thirteen episodes and then How a reunion. Dare you? Well, I do think that like a 13 episode season with three part reunion is actually kind of perfect for because Miami packs a lot into that. Yeah, it's so and you good. never overstay your welcome. I can't, I can't critique. I can't critique. Well, they're okay. doing, they're doing but, great work. But, but anyway, back, back to, to Girls the Trip. Timing. Yeah, right. no, the timing. I think like this is my frustration. Is like you're you're not taking me backwards in time before the reunion to when Heather and Whitney filmed this, and I assume because of how Girls Trip works, and because of the, in the trailer that we saw at BravoCon, Heather does say that Whitney chose the show over her. I remember. I think I remember that being in the trailer. God, there's something, but they're talking about the show, right? And filming the show, and I need to know what else is going on with the Heather Whitney fight to feel like. How would Whitney be the one choosing the show over Heather? That doesn't make sense to me. Um, I think it. I think both Whitney's sides not could, eating it. I think both sides could argue that they have both changed since the show started, and I think you could argue that. Their alliances potentially are based on the show because none of them seem to have actual friendships. Well, I obviously agree on the friendship part of it. Truly, none I, of them I have, are friends. Either way, I gotta watch it play out on Girls Trip. Like, I don't, I don't know yet. But I'm saying that, like, my point is just that I think it's weird that now we're gonna go back in time to the, one of the worst storylines. But also, in like, memory. I feel like I'm missing key details because I, I, I want them to talk about what happened. You know, I want Candace and Giselle. I want to see what they have to say to each other when Candace accuses Giselle of trying to make Chris into a storyline, which she basically did on the show anyway. Mm-hmm. But like, surely that's more of why they're fighting on Girls Trip too, like Girls Trip as also, well, not right. Um, and then there was something about like Alexia and Mary Saul, like maybe have something. Maybe I don't know. Oh my god, that was unclear to me. Why? Ciao, AGs. I am speaking to you right now from Rome, Italy, where I am having a little bit of a European adventure. While I love the city and have had so many unique experiences to historical sites, the Vatican, we went to the Pantheon earlier today, there was a little bit of a hiccup in the apartment that we're staying in. And while I really enjoyed getting to know Fabrizio, the owner of the flat, there was a little bit of a language barrier because I unfortunately do not speak any Italian, even though I have watched The Sopranos 
all the way through at least three times. And this is where Rosetta Stone comes in. What would have helped me enormously in traveling abroad would have been brushing up, also known as entirely learning, the language of Italian. It could have broken down barriers and conversation with Fabrizio. And I also think speaking the language of the place that you're in is a sign of respect to the locals. It's also the ability to fully immerse yourself in the experience. And me not knowing any Italian, apologies to my grandpa Reno, who did make pizza from scratch, it would have been an incredible and even more incredible memorable experience. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, that's right, German, Chinese, and even more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in so many ways. There are no English translations, so you can really learn, listen, and think in that language you want to learn. It's designed for long-term retention, which is especially helpful for me because while this is my first trip to Italy, I really truly hope it won't be my last. The lifetime membership that Rosetta Stone offers has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses that Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today today. Ciao. Hey, AGs. Are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villa Rosa. Obvs. Introducing Home Threads where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. Chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at Windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic non-stick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a Top Chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered Home Threads because now I feel fully prepared to make eggs a la Francaise. Head over to HomeThreads.com today and live your best Real Housewives life. Go to HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. HomeThreads, love where you live. The point is like, what are they doing with this release schedule where you have the reunions 
that happened long after they went on this vacation that can't reference Girls Trip because it hasn't aired yet. And then you go back to Girls Trip and it's like, if they resolve their shit on the reunion, you know, I don't think Candace and Giselle are going to resolve anything. And I, Whitney and Heather obviously haven't. But like, you know what I mean? Like, what if they resolve it and then we go back to them fighting? Like, they have to figure out if they want to do these like kinds of mashup shows with existing they people ha- with existing and people ex- on shows existing they, tension yes, that was then, a very specific casting choice yes, to do what they did they have to have a tighter turnaround time or it won't make sense well and i also feel like i remember at the panel not the salt lake city panel which was completely on fire aflame but the girls trip panel there was definitely tension and argument between heather and whitney and i thought some of it was because Maybe I'm switching these people. No, but I, thought I thought it was at the Salt Lake City panel they had. They were fighting. They definitely, yeah, they yeah. definitely oh, were yeah, fighting. Oh, yeah, you're saying. But unrelated yeah. to that, which was like a fire. Um, at the girls' trip panel, I thought I remembered them arguing with each other. And one said to the other something something along the lines of like, I thought we were good. And then we went on girls' trip. And it turns out we were not. I, I That could have been Oh, Whitney, yeah, that maybe. sounds familiar. I and mean, then there was this like awkward tension that was kind of. Every time, up. every time Housewives explain that they think they were good, and then they're like, and then they unfollowed me on Instagram. I'm always like, I watch the show, and if anyone talked to me the way that you talk to each other, I would never speak to them again. And I know that it's how Housewives works, but it's always funny to me when they're like, I thought we were cool after I like tried to destroy her family, and then she like unfollowed me on Instagram. It's always something like that, where they're like, that's how I knew we weren't cool anymore. That's also the thing with Meredith and Lisa that I continue yes, to struggle exactly. with, which is Meredith continually being like, it wasn't the monologue that upset me. It was this other stuff. And oh, I'm thinking the like, monologue is bad enough. Why don't why not just say the monologue really but also, upset like, me? Maybe also, she has, but I just feel like she's No, I know, but talking also like, around that's, it in a way that does not make so sense silly. to me. That's obviously why she like came on the season being like because they started filming so quickly after. Yeah, and Lisa became apologies to the Meredith stands, to the disengagers, but like <laughs> that should be their name. <laughs> but like Lisa truly did become iconic as a result of that. Not taking away from how terrible that is to be like the friend hearing this person who you considered yourself really close to like talking about you and your marriage and your you know hobbies in that potential hobbies alleged hobbies in that way but it was a moment that kind of put Lisa in the stratosphere I would assume there would be frustration and anger about that because of the level of pain she felt I don't think that like I don't know. I don't think it's the part about Meredith fucking half of New York. I think it's dumb fucking oh, family God. that poses that really got under Meredith's skin because like... Yeah, Seth could have lost his job. 4,000 people could have lost their jobs because of that moment so on camera. I, I, I'm sorry. I just like can't with Meredith. I can't. I, I don't I, get I, it. I don't get it. And I did at one point get it because I bought a Meredith shirt. Um, what was your Meredith shirt? It's like from her store. It has like... I'm disengaging. It was from season oh, one. Oh, cute. Yeah, okay. it was like black with... Was it with, colorful? Like, was it white? It was like black with pink uh, text. Great. It was good, really good, cute. Good. Okay. I just mean like... There was a time when I got it, and then I think like season two, because I was one of the people who didn't like season two and was like down on the show then. Wow. And it was partly because I felt like Meredith was constantly walking away from everything, and she was having a hard time. We yeah. like know that, but it was just like constantly walking away from stuff. And then I felt like you know Mary was kind of like doing her own thing. Like it, it didn't feel cohesive to me, mm-hmm. and it never felt like the show was enough about. Jen, mm-hmm. which became the problem again season three, where it's <laughs> Double like down on where it's like okay, she's like you're the selling point of this show. It, it would yeah. be like if Beverly Hills never talked about Erica, which like you know or Tom or Tom, right? And they do, and and, like, and Jen is both Erica and Tom, right? And like 
to Erica's credit, I don't want to give her credit, but like she's willing to have an obnoxious drunken meltdown and look terrible, like defending her actions and in a way she that doesn't like, care about the victims, right? In a way that Jen Shaw won't, frankly. And I'm like, I will give Erica credit for being a terrible person on camera, um, because it's good TV. But I, yeah, I, I think that I don't know if I had a point here, but I, I feel like Meredith has just been such a flop to me mm. since season two and then season three for her to come in and be like, I'm t- taking like the moral high ground. Cause Lisa was really mean to me, but by the way, she like has sex for her tequila line. Like, it's just so like, and the sec filing stuff. I truly do not I understand. I don't, I don't care. Like the way that we're talking about it. Like it's the worst thing that a, a business person could ever do is dealing, dealing with these filings. And you have Jen Shaw actively participating right. in the conversation. I like when housewives fight about petty money shit. I like when Larsa, and Lisa were fighting about who had a more if she had a mortgage or not. Mm. Like I love that. Yeah, but that's just like fun. This yeah. is like SEC filing. I'm like I don't care. And yes, Jen did. Jen has done some worse things with money, not her own. But we're not getting that. I, I apparently no. maybe Andy will get into this on part three because that's Wait, what is so being advertised. I'm so but... confused because is there a part three? Oh my god, what did I just what did I just watch? Part, part one. one. Yeah. Just kidding. I meant part two. Is there a part three? <laughs> I don't think so. Because I think part three was going to be the the that's what I thought. Okay. Which because is no everyone on Twitter happening. who obviously has the best information, all the housewives blogs, were like talking about the three part reunion. And everyone because like, IMDb had listed it. They as had, part three. but but the press release always said two parts. Yeah, because I think that the, they saved a slot for Jen, right? Because I think it was going to be like a the, special, and they delayed the reunion by a week. I right. thought because they only had two episodes. Yeah, I yes. thought that okay. they were. I thought they were delaying it by a week to give them more time, understandably, to edit. But the then I got Jen then I got worried because in the last reunion they didn't say ne- on the next on the on the conclusion of the reunion in the preview. Oh, so you think maybe it'll still be three? I hope it's not because there's not that much. Be. Not if much it more is, to say. they've failed. For the 19th time. No, it does feel like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's just, like, frustrating to watch. I think, like, Meredith and Heather being like, oh, when Jen poured a drink on Angie K's head, it was, like, just, it was, like. That was just Heather saying that. No, Meredith was saying it, too. She was defending it. She was like, I wouldn't mind. She was absolutely. Oh, she did during the season, but on the reunion, she didn't. On the reunion, Heather laughed. No, I'm saying they both defended it. On the reunion. Did Meredith on the reunion? Yes. I, remembered her, I thought I remembered her doing no, no, it during no. the season. No, Meredith. On the after show. Okay. No, Meredith was absolutely still defending it at the reunion. Got it. And that I'm like, obnoxious. I'm just annoyed because I'm like, I just don't care, frankly. I mean, pour whatever drinks you want on NGK, but I just feel like take this time to be like, Jen's an awful person. Well, the thing that is so frustrating is that it seems like the two of them have decided that the only way they can drag Whitney and Lisa is to continue to ride so hard for Jen. And there needs to be an acknowledgement from somebody, the universe, the world, the Lord above, that you can still drag those two people you hate and not ride so hard for Jen. Right. And that's why, like, when you, you can separate it. When you posted that poll, I was like, I don't know how to vote. because so many polls. You posted a poll after we recorded about like whose side are you on oh, it was yeah. like Whitney and Lisa versus like Meredith Heather and Jen and I'm like I'm not really like on you can't really include Jen either in either side like yeah. I'm on when Heather and Whitney fight I am more on Heather's side but I think they are both behaving badly mm. I just didn't Whitney just grates on me and she grated on me a lot this season I get that I and can I, understand and that. I and I really just felt like she, the, the number of times she said she's being gaslit and I'm like I just don't think that's what's happening like I don't this is not gaslighting to me the black eye thing crossed a line where I was like you're really trying to mess with our reality Heather Gay maybe the, the black eye was gaslighting but the rest of it 
what do you believe was not what do you believe Whitney said about gaslighting that you believe is not an example of gaslighting? I think that I'm thinking of the Marilyn Monroe dinner. I think she said it then. Oh God, all these fucking dinners. I I honestly can't remember, and maybe okay. and I I have to because I can't. Back. I I genuinely don't she remember. She said it then, and she said at the reunion that she was gaslit all season. I don't remember the context. Well, there's never context. She just she throws it out as like I'm I'm being gaslit. I don't agree with that. I think that there could have been context. I genuinely just don't remember. Uh, don't remember, and that could be because some of the language here, the communication style. It, you know, is can be tough. I think Heather and Whitney should not be friends. Is what is what I think. They were they're not actually cousins, and like, well, they're they're dinner party cousins. They're, sure, we discovered that there was some similarity down the family line. So we're I think we can move on. Cousins. I have this like weird theory that like part of why Meredith and Heather are still like refusing to turn on Jen is because, especially at the reunion when they know how poorly the season's been received, that they're like they're going to put the show on pause for six and a half years. That you think that they think that? I think there's a part of them that maybe believes that would happen. So they're just putting... The way they put Jer- Jersey on pause for Teresa to go to prison, but like obviously a longer pause. Well, that's certainly what Jen believes. Because Jen has tried and... to perform as Teresa, which is an ineffective role right. and, switching, and, 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 and like, also and Erica. Even, and in production has not, has not said they've, they said that we're undecided on Jen Shaw. Like there are like... Andy, Andy was like Jen's off the show because she... Well, it's going to prison, but in that interview with production recently, I forget where it was. Hollywood they, Reporter. Where they were like, we haven't made any like, decisions about Jen yet. I feel like... Andy said the relationship was coming to the en- to an end at the end of Ask Andy, but th- by all appearances, from what he said on Watch What Happens before the sentencing, I hope she gets no jail time so that she can come back and film. Right, and, right. And, you know, I hope that's a late sentencing, or, or actually the... I hope she gets no jail time was like I had a longer answer and that was at a Fresca event and it's so depressing that I remember that was like an Us magazine. <laughs> he's hang he's at definitely a been called on that plenty Fresco, of times. I, right, I, no, Fresca but I mean, like, I just I I do think that given the ratings and given like what a mess Bravo is right now and I think a lot of an NBC Universal slash Peacock like. I, I wonder if there is a feeling of like, what if they do put a show on pause? But they're not. Like Andy said, I think that there was some sort of notice of he said in whatever hired, form yeah. that casting is going great. And I thought I heard heard somewhere, and again, it could be completely full of shit that they're gonna like start recording soon, which I, I think heard is that. the worst I don't know what to believe any, anymore. I hope that they could take a break. I mean, like, I think Beverly Hills taking a break was like a really smart move. There's no reason to film these shows back to back to back. It's not I completely agree, but you I also think, like... I don't know that it's, I don't think that if, if they are aware and were aware that casting was taking place, meaning Heather yeah, and, I mean... and uh, Meredith, that doesn't make any sense to me. I think that Jen is thinking that, and yeah. that's part of her defense mechanism against acknowledging any accountability that she'll receive, which is strengthened by the network being like, here's a promise ring. But right. I, I don't think that that is No, I mean, behind may, maybe this. not. I, I, whatever it is, it's gross. Um, but <laughs> but it's but it's unexplainable. It's inexplicable. I think it's the combination of this that has led to such frustration against Heather because I think her responses and active use of whatever happened to her as a way to shame and silence her cast has been incredibly upsetting to people. And the way that she has joked about it, which is different from me than using humor as a defense mechanism, because the joke is often on the idea of being 
a victim or survivor of physical violence, it's not on, it's not a self-deprecating thing that she is doing, which is incredibly frustrating to watch play out. And I think that is where a lot of the frustration is coming from. Plus also the active support of Jen. I do not understand. This is like, you know, looking at good intentions in any possible way for the example of the I, and also not to combine the two, but the example of why don't you give a shit that Jen did these things? There is a connector there of like, I don't have this information and I'm not going to look for it. And also the information is available when it comes to the crime stuff. It's just, it doesn't have any purpose for me. That is so unbelievably frustrating. Yeah, I understand all of that. And, like, wouldn't defend any of that. And I think that the Jen stuff is really dis- disappointing. I do think if they're linked to my mind by anything, it's Mormon trauma. It's, like, a feeling of abandonment by her family and all of her other issues where I think that she has a loyalty loyalty to Jen that is, like, pathological. Like, it's not... There's something so bizarre about her behavior and the way Jen talks about her and the way she is, like, that's just Jen being Jen. That It's, like... It goes beyond just like looking the other way. Um, well, whereas, there's a normalizing of it. That's yeah, and I mean, like, I'm not defending what she's doing. I'm just saying that, like, it's tracking for you as part of a pattern, tr- sort of. I mean, like, it still doesn't make sense, and that's why I was like, do sh- do Heather and Meredith have like some sort of idea that they have to be on Jen's good side for a later <laughs> reboot of Salt Lake City? But I think that, like, I do think Heather has a lot of issues. I think that next season. I'm, I, you know, I, I never really write off a house of after one season if there's someone that I really that's good like, and I do think that she will get her redemption season. I think she will probably have a sobriety storyline. That is my prediction. Maybe I don't see that, but okay, we'll see. I could be wrong. Also, removing Jen might re- remove honestly all of the environment, a lot of that environmental chaos. Yeah, I mean, I think she will, regardless of whether she's sober or not, I think she will have a redemption season. And I and I want to see what that looks like before I'm willing to like, you know, come down on one side or the other. But I can like agree with you on all that like really frustrating bad behavior. Like I'm not defending her actions this season. I think I can like, you know, when she explains, at least initially why we sh- she was so weird about the eye thing. I can like see her side of it, but I can't defend the subsequent scenes slash confessionals and the gleefulness that she seemed to utilize yeah i mean the way she weaponized against but yeah absolutely yes it's all bad like i'm not i mean it's not i'm not defending it and there's a way to have these conversations i've been very very hot and uh angry and like i think that i've exhibited some rage and how i felt about her behavior because i just think it has been so manipulative yeah and what i really appreciate about this conversation and hearing it from someone who has heather in in their top five as I have Kyle in my top five, noting I dragged her for like 800 hours in the last season of Beverly Hills. You would have no idea that Kyle was in my top five if you only listened to those episodes no, and mean, anything else. I appreciate the fact that we can have a conversation and say, listen, here's there can be some nuance here. She absolutely should be held accountable for her behavior. Even if she's not held accountable, I can say that I feel empathy and sympathy for a person and still myself hold them accountable yeah for behavior that is not explained away. Active 
choices that she made to imply cast members were involved in this cast members were in some conspiracy cast members knew what happened the best way to shut someone up or shame them was to talk about this in a way that implied all of that to not have a to have an understanding of people being genuinely concerned for her safety and to subvert that all of that is it is incredibly difficult to talk through because you want to make sure that the focus is on why this is so upsetting to people because it concerns a topic that is so serious that she's utilizing in some ways for plot. None of that can take away from whatever the fuck happened, which we still don't know. But I appreciate that you're also saying like, listen, this isn't the entirety of who Heather is. Maybe it's been a little bit of a reveal and and a terrible left turn. Obviously, there are still a lot of questions about Jen, but also maybe there will be growth to come from this, too. Yeah, I think that I would say in terms of like the jokes that she has made and stuff like and again, not excusing them. But I do think that like if there's any part of her that believes she was the victim of violence, that like sometimes people say really horrible things that they shouldn't say. And that doesn't mean it's like okay to say. But I do think that like at least initially there was a part of her that wasn't ruling out anything that happened. I totally hear that. that, I totally hear that. But I think that like, I don't know. I mean, like I really, I hope it's like, it's hard because it's one of those things where it's like part of me wants her to have a come to Jesus, like not, you know, literal Mormon come to Jesus, but like, I want her to acknowledge harm that she's done. And like, make amends and try to you know and what, I think that's what Lisa was looking for but at the same time I'm like like next season yeah at the same time I'm like I never want to hear about this again so it's that's like the difficulty it's like and I think point. it's and I think it's like the fact that we're gonna have to live through this shit again on girlship it's like I don't really know what else I can get from this like I really like because I know that I know that and I know at the reunion that's where she ended up with this so I don't right. know we're gonna get more well, I think the bearing problem, her soul at, at on girls trip. Yeah, I think the girls trip thing might actually make this worse because it is a continuation of it, and I don't know which aspect of this she's going to focus on, like the who done it of what actually happened, the jokes made around an active conversation around where other cast members, and by that I mean like non gens involved in this. Right, it's all yeah. very. It's like there have been decisions that Heather made that I think Lisa was trying to get to at the reunion. But because this is such kind of an overwhelming task, the way that Heather sort of acknowledged it, the way that Heather acknowledged it was to me not a full acknowledgement. But if you're concerned as a production of breaking the fourth wall, some of this actively involves breaking the fourth wall because it's talking about how this is being discussed as a storyline, yeah. which is a line that they obviously are unwilling to cross. And some of that I understand, like, legally. Well, two things. One, it's really hard to remember when I'm holding the mic and trying to drink away from the mic where... <laughs> where your mouth is. Where my mouth is. Um, We're living in a spin yeah, utopia right I just now. want to acknowledge, though, speaking of people we love, bad behavior, it's kind of... Hor- it's kind of funny, but also like horrible that Lisa Barlow has now posted receipts about people's dads dying twice. Twice. 
How do you do that even once? Can we put a moratorium? But also, <laughs> this is the thing, and I swear to God, I'm not saying this like as a psychopath. Yeah, no, I. But the problem starts with an understandable. I think with Meredith more. Who? What else? What else? Well, have, Heather, Heather. With Meredith, it's there's like. If you look at that text receipt, it involves like standing up for me, I believe, against Jen at that point because of everything happening with Brooks and her liking tweets and stuff. And I think that being combined with obviously the loss of her father, I don't remember the timing of it, but when there is a suggestion that X wasn't communicated or Y wasn't communicated and there are receipts, Lisa's going to post them. And obviously the reaction is like, how dare you make light or try to... Well, she posted, she posted a link to she posted a link to, to a, Heather's dad's memorial service to clarify to, the timing because because what Heather said, which she I did, hate all of this so no, it's much. so bad. Heather did nobody looks good. By Heather the way, Heather did speak incorrectly, but had and she, then was upset about had Lisa she said clarifying. had she said what actually happened, it would have been bad enough. Which is that like her dad was in hospice, which means that he is dying, right? And Heather, or sorry, and Lisa texted her, "Hope your dad's feeling better," which is. Bad and insensitive. If the, if Lisa knew that her dad was in hospice. I thought that she, I don't, well, I think that part was like, whatever. The point is like, I understand why Lisa clarified. I just think it's like funny and kind of disgusting that she's now twice like. That it's about. There's no winning parents. there. There's no winning there. No. And I just think it's so fucking cringe and awkward to even have this conversation because not, not us, but like yeah. the women, because if you get a fact wrong and the person wants to clarify right. and they have the receipts, they're going to show it. It's that's, just so fucking cringe. That that's this isn't when I like, first turned on Whitney, honestly, was season two when she was like the, the bone collector about Meredith's dad's. Oh, which was so bad. Because it was all a miscommunication that didn't make any sense. But Whitney was the one who like brought it back when they, and I was like, I can't. I, you know, I can always, you can always tell when the women are producing themselves. Yeah. And Whitney was just like, it just really got me. And since then I've been like. I get that. And yet Meredith blamed Lisa for it. Well, yeah. I mean. But again, this is what adds to it is like, it's like this becomes this like chaotic. Right. Upsetting thing. It's a chaotic show. It's poorly produced. And the cast obviously needs a lot of work. I always find it funny that like. We end up talking so much about whatever show we like can't stand. I know. We'll and talk then, about like, Miami. We're gonna talk about me. It's gonna be a 19 hour episode. I'm, I'm, here like, all night. I'm like, oh, I like love Miami. I mean, Potomac, I think, is having like a very mid season, but I'm like yeah. having a nice time. Yeah. Because agree. Of Potomac. I I agree. Um and God, what else is airing? Yeah, Miami Miami, Potomac, and that's it. City. Is that, that's it? Mm-hmm. Funny. <laughs> I think three at once is like a lot. I don't know, like when there was like four airing at once, I was like, "Can we?" No, like, that's too much. As a content down? creator, I'm like, "You can't do that to me," because I it's I can barely horrible. focus. I texted you today, and I was like, "I rewatched a moment and put him like seven times." <laughs> well, also because like because I couldn't, I, my brain couldn't compute what was happening. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but like aside from Andy Scrolls, which is your yes, number one fave, thank and you. And I listen to I listen to a few podcasts. And when they cover every Bravo show, it's like so much. There's so God much. God bless them for it. It's, I, wa- I would die. I, I would every, die. I mean, I do watch all the below decks. I watch Family Muzzle Karma. Muzzle I watch um, Summer ha- all the houses. Mm. I don't watch Winter, but I am excited for Summer. Winter House is the worst. I hate it. I can't stand it. I watch it for some reason. I watch it because I feel obligated now that it's like tied in so heavily to Summer House. That's the problem that I but why I, I miss out on so but much of it. I refuse to watch Southern Charm. Southern Charm. We're just too deep into I, it now. I genuinely don't even remember. I I think I watched the reunion. I I genuinely don't remember. I <laughs> oh, don't remember. And I watched Married to Mad. 
Oh, Married to Matt, number one. Which I caught up on relatively recently. I watched all of it, and I was like, it's the best show I've ever seen. Married to Medicine. Yes. Best show on Bravo by far. Um, I'm a little nervous about next season. I don't know how I Phaedra? feel about Phaedra. Yeah. I mean, I think Phaedra's a great TV, but I don't know how I feel about her in that environment because I feel like I was already kind of like, the problem with that show or why last season was a little bit funky is because Quad is like housewives level mm. and the other women are like very normal. Not very normal, but like they're more grounded in reality than Quad is. She's so like Quad and mm-hmm. Mariah was similar. And like, I don't, I, Phaedra is way more on the performative housewife side of things. She can be grounded though. She can be. But I don't know what choice she's going to make. Right. And if she's coming in as Quad's friend. Oh, is she? Yeah. Huh. Because she's, because they're friends. Okay. And Quad had her on the show after the fight with Lisa Nicole. Mm. She went to Phaedra for advice, which had the big band on oh. her face. <laughs> Which was iconic, honestly. She went to. Um, I mean, if you're gonna perform, I think do Quad, a split. Quad is like obviously iconic, but I do think that she's like a lot. And I think last season was obviously a bad look for her. The whole like accusing Toya. She basically accused Toya of like robbing Anila's house. Right. She like planted that seed and like went with it. Yeah, that whole that situation was, was the married to medicine panel was so extraordinary but I was behind on Married to Medicine and I was like second row at the panel and I because I didn't know all of because I didn't have a chance to catch yeah. up it was tough for me because I was like I don't know what's happening yeah. and then I watched the the catch caught up on the episodes after the fact and was like oh fuck like I wish yeah. I had no I mean I, I I mean I think the show needs like a little bit of a shakeup, but I also kind of like that you have like you know people like Doc, like Simone and mm-hmm. and Jackie who are like Jackie's secretly evil, but like, mm-hmm. you know, like you're wrong, but okay. Older I will ne- I'll never I will never forgive She and, she knows what she's doing and when it comes to I will to never the forgive TV. Jackie for the um the infertile comment. What was Well that Dr. was the whole Jackie. when which, when which, she when she was like when she called out what's her name for being infertile? Huh? When she was talking about her book. Oh my god, now I sort of remember. Her vagina it. book. And then she was like talking about like well, it's about vaginas, right? And then she was like talking about like struggling with fertility, and she called out—I forgot her name—the friend of oh, somebody else. And she was, and right, she right, was right. like, and you, and she knows about that. Like, she's infertile. But she, right? And, and then the, she got at, extremely at defensive. Vegas, and at then, the brunch. And then she and Simone basically have like, you know, only recently repaired the relationship because Simone was like, she wanted Simone to defend her after that comment. But I do have to say, while acknowledging how terrible it is, that she did take accountability for that. Not initially. After a while, sometimes after it takes, like a season, sometimes well, it no, takes a little bit more time. She did for some of these she, women to. She own. took accountability at their union. It's the Alexia Accord. Some she of these women are accountability at their, at their union, but then spent the next season still fighting with Simone because she was mad at Simone for not being on her side. Listen, I am a some. I'm a Doctor Simone. I'm not a Doctor Jackie Stan. I'm a Doctor Simone Stan through and through. Well, Doctor Simone and Doctor Damon are my two favorite, and Doctor Eugene are my trio of my, favorite doctors. I think Heavenly is. Top three funniest person on Bravo. Agree. She's I, got some Dorinda I'm in a her. Toya stan. Toya's so great, but here's the thing that I don't understand. And there's no way to have this conversation because <laughs> Quad will eat out on it for the rest. She will like literally dine out on this for the rest until the end of time. Uh, until the end of time. I can't use words. Sorry, too much spindrift. But the set for the Mar- that Married to Medicine reunion was literally Toya's closet because it was such a big part of <laughs> the plot. We're recording in the office, which yeah. I have now utilized as the newest form of my personality. My personality has now become 
the clawfish. Right, right. Okay. Right. Not something I'm proud of, but I think it's funny to do so. Toya did it like genuinely with her house rebuild. There's no way to have this conversation, but like, what is going on with them financially? Oh, I don't know. Because I the mean... decision to sell their dream house that they put so much fucking money into, I just don't believe that they made a large enough profit. It doesn't make no, sense. No, it doesn't make to any me. sense. But there is one good man on Bravo. And it's Dr. Eugene. It's Dr. Eugene. Dr. Eugene is, I follow him on Instagram. I, he is such a good man. I love him. So, and I love, I love Dr. all Raven. of them. I mean, I like, Dr. what Raven. a great show. Anyway, speaking of great shows, we got to talk about Miami. Miami. How are we feeling? We're feeling great. When Harry met Sally. Um, I'm feeling really good when about Harry the way Sally. that Dr. Nicole has, like, at the last minute come in as a fan favorite. Do you think it was at the last minute? I think she left breadcrumbs last season. Yes, but I feel I I like I mean I think the whole cast is great. I yeah, I really do like all of them. But I just mean this se- this now. season yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. she was kind of in the background a little bit as Gertie has been and then like suddenly it all just came together. She she like really like kind mm-hmm. of like won against all of them and it was like really satisfying to watch her drag Larsa Alexia Mary Saul, maybe I don't remember if she was Marisol really. Saul was kind Marisol. of confused, honestly. Mary Saul was sort of like not Alexia's side, but then ultimately is. Mary Saul was a little bit shaken by the scrolling, honestly. Well, <laughs> if you, you saw be? her face at that point where she's like, "What happened?" and then also during the Black Amex Birkin incident, like Marisol is in shock as it is happening, which I love. She's probably drunk, so there's also that. Oh, God, with that beauty, and she was dressed. They all, honestly, their style is like so interesting I mean, to me, but Marisol looked impeccable. Part of why Miami's so great is it just looks, it's so God, colorful they, oh, and they put beautiful. That money in, and... Which Adriana not maybe having the resources for glam, that was tough for me because everybody else looked like they were it, like a movie Do you star. know how old Adriana is? I just learned. I assume everybody's in their 50s. They all yeah, look she's phenomenal. 57. God bless. She looks incredible. incredible. They all look incredible. Inc- I just felt bad for her because everybody else no, had the I mean, resources she, for yeah. glam and she had that like purple liner it's very, moment. It's very telling that we had a whole episode about her filming music video that has not ever come out. Fire? Did I make that up? No, that's what it's called. Yeah. Okay. The video has not come out. She has merch though, I heard. Candace filmed the music video that, we, that came out the night that episode aired. Because oh, did it come out? Oh, yeah. It, it oh, was, I'm bad at music videos. But it was, okay. it was, it was dropped that night to coincide mm. with the episode. Like Candace... Yeah gets it mm-hmm. and has an actual music career yeah but nobody's nobody i understand that no one thinks adriana, adriana is an actual pop pop girl but i'm just saying like it just made me sad because i was like she actually probably couldn't afford to like make a real video who could well i don't know alexia yeah but alexia <laughs> no but i'm just saying like yes she's i don't know there's um, such a huge difference there but yes i think the thing that bumps me out the most is how gertie is so in the background Mm. this season because i feel like well, she's got a huge she has a genuinely very successful career and that's the problem yeah. and she's and she's like she has to either get women to let bravo film them which would maybe mean like, you mean like brides yeah okay like you could you could have like i would love to see some if it that, were honestly. if it were especially if it were like people in miami who <sighs> could be who could be friends of yeah, yeah yeah you know like or or even if they were just were like oh, you mean you want a bride to become a character not necessarily but okay. i'm saying that, that would be one option yeah but like she's just working so much for her to not be at the lawyer Ugh. like lunch yeah that was like been great. i mean that's the problem and now she's like it actually upsets me that she's like sitting audrey has a closer seat to andy than gertie and gertie's full time and that feels like very to me that's like offensive that feels very like gertie is not 
respected and i feel like it's because she's just been so well how can you she's been absent she's been she's absent, absent and i get that they're I just, trying yeah. to make it work the the other option is for her not to be on i hope i hope that they're able to keep her because i feel like she is a good housewife and could be a great housewife if she were given like i really like i like everyone in miami basically more than i like you know even the ones i like least i like more than like most cities i think they're just and they're so cohesive and they have real relationships and they're great i love all of them even larsa who i was like soft on season one or season four yeah i'm like love larsa she has become such a good housewife and honestly if i could change alexa or like siri or whoever the fuck to larsa's voice i would be a calmer person day to day (laughs) i find her voice and her vocal inflections genuinely soothing yeah I, I mean, it's the it's the like Kardashian vocal fry that she like oh my God, adopted, I love but it. I I do love it. I think that she's obviously had a good season where she kind of like shows up and seems really chill, and then like starts shit with systematically Dr. with Nicole, every you fucked with every, every woman on the cast ever had a medical she degree. Also, was like she's also like, hey, I'm here at lunch, and by the way, I saw like I heard that Julia was making out with um some guy at a bar. Like she's just, she's perfect. Um, Which P.S. Julia really ran very hard away from she kind of admitted that she did it she didn't admit it then she did then she said she did it because she saw other people looking at her which was discounted. it's very weird i don't know what's going on with the relationship but it didn't seem like martina had a problem with it yeah martina was like i would have more of a problem if she was with another woman which i can completely understand but i also was like wait but we're not really talking about what actually took place. Like Larsa wasn't wrong. I think a staggering number of people on Bravo are in open relationships. Yes. And they don't talk about it because like, or like flexible, you know, like we don't put it, whatever's going on with Robin and Juan. Like I first, I was like, this is totally made up. And then Robin, do you see the podcast where she was like, oh no, I was aware of that situation and dealt with it. And it's I like, just heard that I opened the door to greet you I was with like, that playing. I was like, what the hell am I doing defending Robin ever? Because this is what she gives me. Anyway, point being, I think they're all aware of what's going on. I think rich people have weird relationships. Not that there's anything wrong with being open, but I think like there's just like arrangements happening all around. Because I think when you're that rich, like marriage is also kind of like a business partnership. And I think that, like, you know. I think from the business partnership, sure, especially because there is not so all much of them, wealth. But I, just, like, but I think from the perspective of relationships, I don't know that it's a, I don't think it's on the spectrum. I think it has more to do with the packaging to people outside. Like, yes. it could and be I don't, I don't a think, very consensual, think, like, we're both okay yeah. with you doing whatever. I think it's something that probably both partners are potentially okay with. I think it's a discomfort with discussing that with people who feel like they might be judged as a result. Right, and that who people will weaponize it. I don't think, to right. be clear, that Robin and Juan have a business partnership because they don't were broke and they, don't, yeah, right. and they have money now, but, like, not that much money. I right. think Karen and Ray, I'm a little bit more, like... You know, yeah, that's getting into a little bit of like a square peg round hole there where not I don't know that we should be talking about holes in this scenario. But like, (laughs) I think with the Robin and Juan situation, especially because there was infidelity in the past, that does seem they they both are seemingly interested in a monogamous relationship. So anything outside of that, it's really confusing because they had the whole thing about the the fidelity clause and the prenup. Right. And then, and then Juan being like, you're being ridiculous. And like, it's so hard to tell with him because he obviously hates filming. So it's kind of hard to like, when someone like visibly hates filming, I try to be like, Oh, he's always angry or he's always like fighting with her. It's like, some people are just really uncomfortable on camera. 
Yeah. And like, I don't entirely fault him for that. Well, you could understand his frustration about her being on this show when he feels like he's the topic of so much discourse. But then I was really thrown by her being like, I was aware of the blonde woman. Yeah. I thought that that was entirely made up. Me too. And I think that like, one of the things I haven't enjoyed about the season is that like, I think everyone's just like saying shit. Like when Sharice talks about Karen, I'm like, I don't really believe any of this. Like I believe, I, I will fully believe that like, there's Karen has something weird going on outside of Ray and that maybe Ray knows about it. Like I wouldn't be shocked about that, but I don't really believe that like Karen's fucking everyone in the bathroom at like a party. It just doesn't really track for me. That was an odd moment, but I don't understand Charisse this season in a way no, that makes but... me feel very confused about well, all of this. First of all, just to stick with the tone of like the theme of everyone lying and just saying shit, like everything with Mia is like, I think just nonsense. I can't take anything she says seriously, which is like her tagline. Like, I think she just kind of like, so that makes it harder too, where I'm like, there's just been so much said this season that doesn't actually seem like it's based in any reality. Mm. Um, the Charisse, Charisse made more sense to me when the funeral stuff. Well, because they, but it was annoying because they were doing that thing where they won't talk about the show, but they were talking about the show mm-hmm. where it was like Charisse cast the show and she basically thinks of herself as the Mariah of Jill Potomac yep, yep, yep. or Jill Zarin. Yeah, both were. And Mariah, like in a more literal sense, because she like packaged and pitched that show. But that's a good point. Yeah. But I think like, yeah, sure. Like Charisse, like they're fighting about like who has the status of being like, you know, Grand Dame or Queen mm-hmm. Bee of Potomac and Potomac, the place versus the show. And the funeral thing is like less about. I mean, yes, obviously Karen feels very raw about her parents' death, which is, of course, fair. But I think it's also, like, about Sharice angling to get back on the show by using Karen in that way is Mm. what they were actually fighting about without talking about it. Well, that was the the ultimate oddity of them not inviting Karen to Robin's lobster steak wedding extravaganza because they didn't want her there and then just talked about her the entire time because they're obviously doing it reality tv to me but yeah because they're doing it to humiliate or fuck with her on camera by focusing that's my favorite but as a result they're also only focusing my favorite thing um about selling sunset which is terrible is that they'll have an entire season where no one will film with christine but literally every scene they talk about christine every scene no this is it's giving they'll be like like, so you see what christine quinn posted and it's just like constant um yeah, we segue nicely from Miami to Potomac. <laughs> um, yeah, I do think that, like, I think that Potomac, if I were going to fix it, insofar as it's broken. I, well, I, I don't think it needs to be fixed, really. Shush. People are people are really down on the season. A lot of people that I Well, it's not, like, follow. the best season, but it's also because the standard is so high. But there's still, it's still consistent. Potomac makes me laugh in every episode. Yes, agree. There are, there are, there are two main problems to me about Potomac right now. The first is that I don't think Mia works. I think she's, like occasionally compelling but i think she's giving clown she's she like kind of lies constantly she's really cruel in a way that i find to be hard to watch um the stuff with her and jacqueline is just like too dark mm. um i don't think she needs to be on the show i don't really like i don't really like what she's bringing the uh other problem is not enough candace candace has been so silent in the season and i think it's by her own choosing because she didn't want to like she didn't want to be part of the storyline of like chris. chris is a creep um, which I'm not convinced by because no, I thought it was ridiculous. The evidence they were using was so stupid. It was not. It was literally there was no evidence, right? Um, and they're still trying to say that there was, and it's like, lol, there was literally not. The whole. I mean, it's it's so obnoxious. Anyway, like, but I feel like every time Candace is on screen, I'm just delighted, and I think she's so funny. I think she's shown more growth than like 
many Almost other anyone. housewives. Yeah. Um, she looks spectacular. She, whomever she's working she's with on the clothing. She's so good in confessional. She's so, so good. good. She looks so good. Her reactions good. in every scene. Like, I'm just like. She's so funny. If, if Candace were more central to this show and perhaps if Mia were not on it, I think it would be. Because Giselle and Robin and Karen and Ashley are always operating at like. They're the OGs of Potomac and they kind of always like keep things moving Mm -hmm. and they're sort of like their constant kind of like fighting and making up with each other is enough for the show to kind of keep going. Mm -hmm. If you have someone like Candace and even Dr. Wendy, some of the time on the side kind of like, I don't know, running interference or having their own sort of like fights like that to me is how Potomac should function. I think like. What has become this season with Mia and also Sharice is like just throwing out a lot of shit and seeing what sticks. Agree. And it's not fun to watch. Which and... also the other women are doing, obviously. Yeah, no, they're Ashley's all. But I'm saying, I think they've it, all raised that standard it. of like, yeah, Robin's doing it a, um, to a different level. But I, Karen. I don't think Robin's having a good season at all. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that like Robin and they've all always said shit <laughs> that didn't yeah. really mean anything. Like Karen, the sing sing thing with Giselle, but like it was kind of fun in that context and I think like Mia's complicated that because she her whole thing is like you know you should trust like maybe like a fifth of what I'm saying mm-hmm. because she talks in circles and doesn't remember what she said um and yeah I think that I think Candace is such a, a like ray of light for me that I really I really wish we got more of her I wish if she didn't want to film with them you know because they were accusing Chris of like being a creep then I wish we'd gotten more scenes of her doing other things like filming her YouTube video or having an actual music career or like, I don't know. I just feel like she's been so sidelined. I agree with you that she has been a bright light this season, but I also think we need to be a little wary of getting too close to the sun. And there is to me so much positive that can come from Candace not being at the center because when that happens with conflict, she gets, she goes to a place that is very dark. Like yeah. if you think Mia is dark, Candace goes very low, very deep and harsh in a way that I think can take away from, you know, the show being but she's entertaining. Funny. But yeah, no, but I, she is, she I know, is funny, I know. Yes. But I think that I this mean, is showing. I think that when she was fighting is... with Ashley, there were times, like, and that's why sure. I didn't like her for so long because I was like, you're going to accuse her of like faking being upset about a miscarriage and like all this stuff where it was like way over the line. Um, the, I mean, yeah, she's a disaster on Twitter and we know that mm. too. Um, but and this could also be growth. It could. It might not just be well, that's like why putting her growth from a timing because, perspective. Like, it might also be genuinely just when Ashley growth. brought Deborah, <laughs> who Candace has like ruined for life now. But Candace did that in the most like classy Candace way of being like, I'm going to call her a Sesame Street character, and now you're going to think of that every time you think of her. But I'm not going to fight with this woman on TV. I'm not mm-hmm. going to like scream at her. And she like totally won. And it was like, I do think she's grown in a way that she can do that. Um, similarly when Ash, when she and Ashley had that talk and she like, she won when she was like, I think that you're just, because you come from a relationship where you were like cheated on a lot. Yeah. You're projecting. You, you're projecting. And I really wish the best for you. And you're like, cause it was like both really kind and also like so cutting. Yeah. And she was having a conversation. And she I think was, she like, meant saying, it. Yeah. I think she, and she was entirely right. There was no way for Ashley to push back on that. Right. And also the way, by the way, that Candace, that what the fuck is Ashley doing with like we're being nice 
with each other. And I guess it's not a great idea if I see people. So we've decided that I won't as a part of this separation that I'm well, now <laughs> convinced is not heading to divorce or is going down this really winding fucking path. And Candace is like, well, just, so you know, your fucking man was at Chris's place with some fucking lady. Right. And Ashley is like trying. I can't to... be mad about that. Well, <laughs> she's also like, well, then I guess the way that he's telling me he's going to behave is spoiler alert plot twist not how he's actually going to right, behave right but she then she ended it with i can't be mad about that i don't understand michael darby michael darby the, the i don't that, understand the he's on the show at all this season because why is would he, he be have we seen him no oh great i but, feel him lurking but, uh, behind because me. because <laughs> Because every time, as a fuck you to Michael Darby, they show the clip of him laughing with a drink, <laughs> which is so funny. It is because, giving like, Gollum a movie I've never so seen. It's so funny. Um, Truly. Yeah. I don't know. I, I really, like, I think Potomac is, like, when it's good, it's when it's, when it's like, great, it's just, like, top tier. And I think you really, like, like there are two main problems. I hear you on the Candace, though. It's, like, once she's, like, in the mix more. But that also might not be... Um, that might not have caught up with the growth that I think we're both acknowledging. She, it might be different. Next she season. still has moments of being candid. I mean, like I, but I also like, I do think when she was in the hot seat, when Robin played the recording of her um, Instagram live, was it? Which, which I did. So stupid. That's I thought it was funny. It was funny, but it was also people were like, this is an iconic use of like, whatever. No, speaker. but I was like, I was like, of, like okay, all of Robin's shit it. this season. That's the one that I'll like kind of defend. Cause it was funny at least. Yeah, and because, I, just like, I don't think it was like, iconic in the way that people were trying to say it was no i've i've long defended robin as being like an integral part of the machine Mm. of potomac um but this season she's certainly done too much and i do feel very betrayed that i was like i think karen's just saying shit about juan that's not true doesn't really make sense to me because if you're if you're like juan level famous which like he's not like an a-lister but he's like you know, famous in, to sports people, he's famous totally. to reality people. Why would you be walking around holding hands with someone? Why like, do famous men cheat on their wives? But that's what I'm saying. They always get caught. There are always photos on Maybe social media. Maybe that's a part of it, is that they think they're well, impenetrable. Where yeah, it's I like, mean, even if you see me, nothing's going to happen. Ask Curtis, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, you always get caught. But I, I, my point is, like, I haven't seen pics of Juan and other women. So I'm just like, to imply that Juan's always cheating and, like, parading around his girlfriend and all of that seemed fake to me. But then that podcast, so that podcast and on the podcast, I was listening to it literally when I was greeting you at the door and there was a part of it where she said something along the lines of like, and we had to work through trust stuff or something after that. I want to know what actually happened. Like we're she's acknowledging that there were rumors and that something took place, I guess. But I need more information on what exactly I'm hoping that there will be. I'm hoping that the reunion will unpack some of this because like. If she's still saying at the reunion that that was all made up and then on her podcast is like, no, I totally know who this woman is. And also speaking of who the fuck is Juan, there's a lot of conversation around what the hell is going on at the college in which he's oh, like yeah, the I head saw, of yeah, yeah. basketball something or other i don't know sports but i need the fans to do less when they're like they got married because she can't testify against him that doesn't make can sense. we please calm down can that we please be normal well but speaking of normalcy it's like how do we i assume that andy is going to refer to it in some sort of fashion and Juan, if he attends he won't or, attend. okay then robin will say it's something that i can't discuss yeah. because of for yeah, legal yeah. reasons 
And it's just, it's so dark, but so, so fucked up. You guys can Google accordingly and note that it's very explicit and dark and triggering. I just, it's, it just is like, if if what is being discussed is true, that he was aware of the stuff going on and actively either tried for it not to come to light or just didn't do anything. It's just really, really it's really bad. Really disgusting. It's really bad. I mean, like, yes, the thing I was saying about the testifying thing is just because uh, I did see that on Twitter, and I do think that, like, Housewives social media is a disaster, like Candace, like Rinna, where I'm, like... I participate in some of that disaster But it's just, like, I look at my Instagram stories the last couple of weeks. My thing with, like, my frustration is that, like, we get these snippets and people extrapolate, and suddenly we're arguing over whether or not Bravo should have kicked off Brandy for bringing up Dina on Girlship, which is not what happens at all, but was the story that everyone on Twitter had decided they had to have an opinion on before the actual story came out. Right. We go through We're these like cycles. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Girls trip four. Um, chaos this week. I just like want to, like, I, like I, first of all, I miss seeing things happen on the show and not knowing everything's going to happen beforehand. Mm-hmm. But I also just feel like we're always in the trenches arguing about some theoretical that like, you know, you can send anything into gossip blogs and they'll, and they'll post it because, yeah. I, because I have friends who do that and I've read the fake tips and they're always posted and people will have discourse about it. Well, that's and just, I just what is going to happen. It's just I like know, a I'm part just tired, of it. I'm is just like, tired of it. Right. But that is also the the gossip blog of it all is like when you don't when the whole point of this is, quote unquote, for entertainment purposes. Right. All of it is going to be um, all of it is going to be shown because it's a matter of quantity, not quality. I'm, I'm and as less, a result, yeah. of course, it, it lends itself to a level of chaos and truth seeking when what you're basing truth on is literally someone's maybe imagination. Is, maybe this is more my personal exhaustion with friends who are like newer to housewives all of it texting me everything on reddit and being like have you seen this and i'm like no it's not probably not true and maybe it's true or like how you know they're always like oh casting is finalized for legacy that has come out like Mm -hmm. 10 times and now it's like legacy's not happening and it's like you know there's always a grain of truth to a lot of that stuff but not all of it some of of it it is completely wrong but i I am now dreading i i don't know girl strip four was so exciting to me i know i'm so excited i'm like it's really messy, too, because, like, the story that people published about what actually happened... Which was essentially fed f- by the network. It was all network language that was used, yeah, but yes. I think that story is what actually happened. Uh-huh. And I think that um, it's going to be hard to watch that play out. I think the point people have made of, like, Brandy has always been like this on these shows. It has been encouraged by production and fans to... She's been rewarded for it that it makes it really, really messy. So what we're talking about, guys, is um, a piece that went up um, on People Today after a chaotic array of feelings and stories and gossip of what actually occurred at the tail end of an already incredibly short filming for Girls Trip Season 4 in Morocco, um, which was some sort of situation involving Brandy and Caroline and the crossing of boundaries without consent, which um, in sort of updated information coming from people involved Brandy forcibly kissing Caroline, Caroline expressing a lot of discomfort, um, production, I guess the next day, got involved, sent Brandy home. I'm sure there was some sort of investigation that took place or is taking place now. Following that, Caroline decided to exit early as well. Um, And 
sort of that's kind of where we are. I did an hour long Patreon episode about this I yesterday. Saw that. I haven't listened to it yet, but I am a patron. Are you? Yes. Lou Feitzman. That's yeah. so sweet. Patron. Oh my God, I love you. Um, so you can listen to that. And it got into the conversation around uh bodies, consent, why Caroline's voice should be centered. That was before we got updated information and it's absolutely holds together in the sense that that conversation the way that people were making light of whatever happened and dragging caroline because oh it's just brandy the updated information i would hope oh my god those tweets that were like once you have information you're not going to be team caroline it's like i don't think that that's what's taking place but again it's like the it's the everyone speculating and choosing sides over a situation that is um just incredibly um bleak it's, it's like gonna cast a shadow over what should have been a joyful right of experience i all but yeah i mean i was just so and brandy has a long record of this by I the way know. in a way that's not funny there was such a like there was such a um when people were like speculating about what happened the idea that like bravo would have sent brandy home because she asked about dina was so ludicrous to me. People were saying that. I yes. heard that. I heard the Dina that a Dina comment was made, but I didn't hear that people were putting the two and two together oh, and no, no, saying no, there that were they saying thought that... she was sent home specifically. Yes. Because, oh, that's ridiculous. Because like Caroline has control over production and that she brought no, that's, up Dina. Nobody and, does. Yeah. Nobody. Not does. like that. Literally no. nobody. But also a part of that Patreon episode is a conversation around the letter, which a lot of people are responding to, and the idea that two things can be true at once. At two things can be true at once without minimizing. What happened to Caroline on girls trip? You can have a conversation around consent, physical boundaries, um, inappropriate behavior, and how Caroline's voice should be centered in that and take priority when it comes to intent and impact. And also have a conversation about what the fuck happened with the Tommy Manzo letter that Caroline wrote defending his character and talking about what a good man he has been over these horrifying allegations yeah. uh, relating to the shocking, actually two physical assaults oh against one with Dina and her now husband, one only with her now husband. That there was, was a parking lot. There was the home invasion. There was a home invasion the where they lot? were tied up and her engagement ring happened. And then there was some sort of the idea of attacked- leaving a physical mark. I forget what the, what it's the really location awful, was with the first one. And the second one happened while they were in New Jersey for um, Teresa's daughter's communion. And it's, I got into this on, on this hour long episode and the idea that like you can dislike a housewife, including specifically Caroline and believe that in no way should she have had her boundaries is violated especially in that circumstance and also believe that I mean as as I believe that it was completely fucked up to write that letter obviously I don't know the ins and outs of um the circumstances of their family dynamic obviously she's estranged from Dina but I also just think like that's horrifying but I but again it's horrifying to me it's like I would never talk to Jen Shaw again if I was a friend of hers so right it's you know I'm saying this as an outsider who has there's no there's no stakes for me the point the point is it's not there's nothing those situations have nothing to do with each other 100% and we agree on that and now we've gone on a a true tangent about girls trip four I mean before we've seen girls trip three 
I honestly, in my head, as I think many people do, skipped over three and went straight to four, especially when we found out that Alex was going to be back. And for me, I was extremely well, excited about they, Caroline. But why did they release info about four? Like, if like that's the whole thing with three is like it just feels so delayed. The they way should that, release info about three before four. They should have released updated the fucking info. trailer, right? Which again, I cannot believe that I've seen because I keep complaining about having not seen it, and then I have to There's remind a clip myself on that Twitter I've seen it. of and I have it on my Instagram. It. Yeah, but it's like. I forget. You also can't hear it because everyone's screaming in there. Including myself. Well. <laughs> My cat out there is all. Um, what to do? I don't, I don't know what to do about all of this. I am honestly like, I think, I, I just need to say, because I did talk about this on the Patreon episode that is literally over an hour long. I think a part of the calm that I am feeling today is because I literally sobbed and lost at least 30% of the water moisture that exists in my body from The Last of Us on HBO last night. I haven't watched the last episode yet. I'm not going to spoil in no, any I, way. I, already, I mean, I, listen, Every, just the spoilers, everyone I've had, cries. I've had discourse in, on my feet all day, so I feel like I have watched it, but I will watch it later. I will say, guys, and I'm a scaredy puss when it comes to scary movies, something we do not have in common. You die for a scary Yeah, but I also am movie. scared of everything. I just okay, great. But you, love, you love it. You but lean yeah, in. Yeah. You lean in. Um, as someone who doesn't typically lean into super scary stuff, this I would put this at the level of a quiet place generally in like fear factor. You can survive this and be a scaredy puss, but I just have to say like sort of unrelated to that I just highly encourage everyone on the face of the planet to watch episode three even if you haven't watched one and two and hopefully I can convince you to do so following if you don't want to start from the beginning (laughs) because it is one of the best episodes everyone is saying this and it's like uh, uh, I real but just completely true it's one of the best episodes of television I have seen in a, a very very long time like genuinely unbelievable storytelling and so much else so I highly encourage it but I also have to say because I was sobbing so heavily you feel, you feel cleansed. I feel cleansed. And like, I think a part of that, because I really have had a lot of rage about um, Heather and yeah. her behavior on Salt Lake, as many people have had, I think there is something so healing about like having this kind of conversation and me not losing my mind and like acknowledging that I think she has behaved terribly. I do think it is a window into look at me just right here. I think it's a window into aspects of her character, which isn't the worst thing in us acknowledging. We started the episode by talking about our top five. Like it's possible to hold people in your top five accountable. It's also helpful to see that sometimes the people we anointed America's sweethearts are complicated and maybe they're deserving of that title. Maybe they're not, but there can be the ability to watch their journey and appreciate them in different, maybe it'll be, maybe it'll be a different kind of, you know, new normal for some of us (laughs) who just like celebrated her at every turn. Maybe there is something humanizing for the person who became so popular because she seemed to be, have so much humility and sense of being humble. Maybe a part of that for us is almost inadvertent because now we see that like, okay, maybe she's just like a, a different person or has behaved differently in a way that's upsetting but also there is more to her than just this just like turns out there was more to her than the heather we had seen for the last two yeah. seasons prior well i feel calm i feel very calm i mean i think also because Salt Lake city is ending and we can all take a breath thank god and because miami has been such a high for me and because mm. potomac while it's not my favorite season has been like mostly chill yeah, and some Potomac is so consistent, and the bar is so high. I just feel like you know I can deal with this. Yeah, 100%. I can face whatever Bravo sends my way next. Huh? I said I could I could face whatever Bravo sends my way next. What are we? What should we be looking out for? Obviously, Girls Trip season three might be 
kind of fucked. Also, Jersey, Jersey. Oh God, Jersey! I'm so excited County. for Jersey, but the oh right, I forgot about Orange County being a thing. But didn't we all Jersey, <laughs> including the people <laughs> on Orange Orange County? But the Jersey thing is going to be tough because of the discourse. But I am very excited. For I don't it. tweet about Jersey famously. You shouldn't. I you don't. Absolutely I should can't not. engage. Save with yourself. That. Save I'm, yourself. That's like not. You can have whatever opinion you want. My group chat's already. You know, we're dealing with some some issues. What's in your group chat? Will you tell Just me? A couple friends. Okay. Will yeah. you tell me offline? Do I know them? No. Oh, it's literally. Tell me it's, anyway. it, I'll tell you, but listeners. I don't think you know them. It's okay. it's literally three people. I think the end of Jersey for content creators is going to be like the beginning of The Last of Us, where it's like there are only a couple people left on this planet. Let's see what they do to survive. We're gonna be just like foraging for berries and things. But those are the only ones. Uh, Jersey and Orange County, and that's it. Oh, in Atlanta. Right. Just wrapped. But uh, yeah, Atlanta's going to be a while off. It's going to be a minute. And then we'll see what happens. There's a Patreon episode up up talking about legacy. May its memory maybe be a blessing based on that. Oh, right. And we also have New York season, new season at some point this year. Right. Are they going to call it season one or are they going to call it season 14? I think they're going to call it season 14. I guess 13 is like, you know, when you take an elevator in a hotel and often they miss that floor. (laughs) That's kind of like what we're doing. Um, I don't think legacy said, I think that's just contract negotiations. Yeah. I think that they're using, they're just doing that because they need to be like a negosh to fuck with these women. Yeah whatever um i don't know what's gonna happen there but i do know that what happened tonight was so delightful it was a continuation of the last of us i yeah. think this is the last of us this is the, <laughs> this is like the we survived i'm terrified to go outside now because of last heather of- stands and others yeah but like oh also fungus. zombies yeah zombies yeah. outside you know trigger warning for anybody with a mushroom allergy <laughs> oh my god what a what a di- I actually did have an uh allergic reaction to mushrooms in high school and I broke all the capillaries in my face and it was <laughs> <laughs> the week before vacation and like God couldn't just make this happen during vacation so I just no. show up the next day looking like I had like completely fucked up chicken pox do you know what it looks like to be a teenager already dealing with like life etc and you break all the capillaries in your face because you had some kind of fucking leftover phyllo dough mushroom thing from a family friend's cocktail party and it didn't go down great and then you break all the capillaries in your face we've all been there have we all been there really thank you (laughs) i appreciate that so the last of us will continue in so many ways listen lewis peitzman another record-breaking episode maybe not the longest but you know amid it was it was still a noble effort it was still a noble effort can you tell the people speaking of noble efforts where they can follow you on social read your writing all of that good stuff hashtag writer um yeah you can follow me on twitter at lewis peitzman i also have been writing reviews for everything i watch on letterboxd what's letterboxd it's a social media for movies you'd log movies you watch and oh my god i wish i had that for tv people put tv on there but i feel like it's against the purposes of letterboxd wow i had no idea that that existed um i like sometimes i write like a sentence Mm. like a little like cheeky thing love that but i try to actually write right reviews capsule reviews of things that i watch Mm -hmm. so i guess if you wanted to know what i thought about movies that i'm watching you could go on letterboxd and follow me there phenomenal otherwise i'm in the wind i don't know (laughs) I'll show I'll show up on the podcast again. <laughs> after, yeah, way. next when 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 Girls Trip airs and we have to relive whichever Whitney, four comes before three. We have to new math. We have to relive bad weather drama. Then we can. I it's going to be such a dream. I can't. I can't. 
It's going to be such a drain. It's going to be such a fucking drain. Oh, my God. We didn't even talk about Lenny. Lenny's bad. <laughs> there we there, go. What is there to say about Lenny? Nothing. That's uh. literally what we said. That's enough. Um, Guys, so many Patreon episodes up. Listen, there is a one-hour Patreon episode talking about uh all things caroline when it comes to ultimate girls trip and more there is an episode up with danielle from brands by bravo talking about what is going to happen what the fuck is up next with new york legacy and also her journey rewatching and recapping old school new york and a satchel spectacular is on the horizon featuring so many of your satchels of gold your listener thoughts and feels questions and concerns a lot of feedback on salt lake among other convos being had. And you can access those bonus episodes and supporting the Patreon, which means supporting the pod by going to patreon.com slash Andy's Girls. Number one way to support this sassy little social experiment. And I appreciate all of the AG Patreoners, patrons, however the fuck you use those words. So much fun. And you can follow me on Instagram at Dame Galley. Been a little hot in the collar the last couple of weeks. But again, I do feel cleansed by all of that crying and all those tears, which will help as we attempt to survive, hopefully, the last part of the reunion for Salt Lake this week. And I'm going to put up another one of those polls um, of like because it's changing. The numbers change. I've yeah, done it run it by times. me first so I know what you're going to ask me. About. It's going to be like, it's going to be like, are you a fan of Whitney or do you believe that Jen should have scammed more elderly people? Do you believe that Jen should have done more damage? No, I have been so, I honestly have been so shocked at the results, um, been really intrigued by it. So guys, slide into my DMs and let me know your thoughts and feels. Your satchels include your first name and town, and it can be featured on an upcoming Patreon app. Louis Peitzman, so generous with your time. My pleasure. We talked so much. We mentioned it all. Most of it. We're Bethany Sands in recovery. doing our best you're one day at a time you're still a heather fan i may well be one again one day at a time one day at a time we're gonna take it one day at a time guys and that is our hope for you as well on that note we will chat with you soon Bye bye